up nicely. It's the Drew and Fuse Show. The Drew and Fuse Show. The Drew and Fuse Show. Yeah, they clean up nicely. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? That's the new theme song from uh, Scratch. DJ just crushed that new theme song. We're so stoked on it. I hope you guys like it. Uh, I've listened to it, and I know somebody likes it. My daughter is obsessed with it, so it must be all right because she hates everything. (laughs) Yeah, he sent that over, and I was like, whoa. I text Drew. I was like, did you listen? Did you listen? This is amazing. He he knocked it out of the park. That's Frey singing, too. Those are his vocals. He told us he's been going to voice lessons for like two years now, and this is the first thing that he sang on, and we're like, Bro, what are you doing? You got to start singing more. You sound great. Yeah. So we need a we need the phrase album. He's going to be coming on here shortly and talking about just production tips and how he uh, created that. So look forward to that here in the next couple episodes. Yes, we've got uh, a big guest for you guys today. We've got DJ Brian B coming on the show here in a few minutes. Uh, Brian B is awesome. And first, we just want to say thank you guys for listening. We had a bunch of feedback of the last episode with Scooter. And we just want to say thank you for all the feedback. We appreciate it. We appreciate everybody tagging and sharing on their stories and social media. And that we please ask that you please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. If you're if you're on one of those listening, the rating and the review definitely helps uh, grow the podcast. If you're on YouTube watching Please subscribe and uh, hit the like button on the video and leave us a comment as well. And uh, if you haven't yet, you know, make sure you hit the YOLO line, 562-246-YOLO. So thank you. So our next our next guest actually left us a couple voicemails on the YOLO line, which are just incredible stories. And he's uh, he crushes the private industry, private event industry and his you know so many stories good stories so we just thought you know instead of playing his uh voicemails on the yo line we're just gonna bring him on and so uh fuse hit that intro uh on our new guest all right so dj brian b while he might be a baby face he is a veteran in the dj game having over 15 years of experience after getting a start as a vocalist and a keyboardist in a local cover band out of high school in orange county california he started djing in local bars his night became so successful that the owners and management moved his programming and style to be a mainstay in their bar all the nights of the week he eventually started training and booking other djs as well while playing at the local bars he started working for pioneer pro audio as an equipment demonstrator at their trade shows and soon caught the eye of the local Hollywood elite. He has done events for Elton John, P. Diddy, Snoop Dogg, Jim Carrey, ESPN, X Games, and Tony Hawk, to name a few. He moved to Florida in 2006 and began traveling across the country to DJ big nightclubs in Vegas and and New York City, all while having his own syndicated mix show live on the radio. Present day... DJ Brian B now resides in New York City and is being booked still constantly all over the United States and globally. He's one of the founders of the DJ Collective and one of the busiest private event traveling DJs in the country. He also has his own podcast, 
the travel DJ blend. Pre- please help us welcome DJ Brian B. <laughs> What's up, man? That's impressive. Got all that in? Holy cow. I was, uh, you didn't have to do all that. That's, I feel honored, guys. Great to be with you guys. No, we're 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 very honored that you you would be here. And thanks for uh, you know always leaving voicemails on the yellow line, and they're they're actually the best ones that we get. So we're, yes. we're grateful. Dude, I, I don't even remember what I left because I just do it off the cuff when it happens. But uh, Fuse, I was wondering, you got any you know breakfast sandwiches back there, bro? I mean, I, that was like one of my favorite things during quarantine was to see the the breakfast sandwiches on the menu. You know what I mean? Of, Drew was just in town. He got he got a homemade breakfast Sammy made right for him with Cincinnati yeah. Getta and all. Not David Getta, Cincinnati Getta. Yeah, it was the Cincinnati Getta, and uh, then he took me to um, what was it Skyline Chili, which you know Brian being the travel travel guy was of course before i even tell him he just like text me he's like did you get the chili <laughs> with the cheese the the, the yeah. triple scoop cheese is just yeah. insane <laughs> yeah some uh, uh, shortage That's people don't shortages list <laughs> people either love it or hate it too that are from out of town so drew surprisingly was like this isn't bad <laughs> so good <laughs> Just don't give him any chimichurri sauce. Yeah, that stuff oh will just wreck goodness. him. <laughs> yeah, it's not, getting old, man. That acid reflux does not that does not work for me anymore. <laughs> so we're super honored to have you on. Uh, we got a couple of things for you. Um, Fuse, hit him. Hit him with the first question. Well, do we? Let's play the voicemail that he left. Yeah, and that'll we'll right. start it off with that. All right, here we go. Uh, Brian, just so you know, nobody will be able to hear you while we listen to this. So here we're, we're gonna uh, play the voicemail. Yo, Drew, yo, Fuse, Brian B. here, uh, Mr. Travel DJ over here. Uh, just with a rant, I got to give it to you guys. Um, so hotels, let's talk about that for a quick second. Why do hotels, in most hotels anyways, especially the mid-grade ones, maybe not the luxe ones or the small well, Actually, I've seen it even in the luxe ones. Let's talk about electricity and power situations there. Like the location of the outlets is absolutely atrocious for one. Usually they're not close to the bed anywhere. They're miles apart, it feels like. It's just like who is thinking through the room design and specifically the power? Like you want that near the bed or at least near the desk. I just don't understand it when it's like miles away in the room. It doesn't even make sense. And then let's go a little bit deeper into it and talk about the actual outlet itself, like usually it's attached to like a lamp sometimes or, you know, where like you can't put fit like a normal like or a bigger size plug in there because it hits something. So you have to literally find an outlet that's in the bathroom that is unobstructed so you can actually plug it in. Who is thinking through these things? Clearly not DJs, clearly not anybody who needs power, um, just idiots. Anyway, to hate it, looking for all solutions. I'm literally on Amazon right now looking for straight-plugged uh, charging devices slash power devices, and I think I've found one. But holy cow, what a frustration. That's $20 that I don't need to be spending on another adapter to bring in my bag because the power is so atrocious. Anyway, that's my rant. Later, guys. That's <laughs> so good. <laughs> I, I I live that... Um, I live that, that torture. Uh, what my solution has been... Um, I got a battery pack. I got basically a battery pack that goes with me and I charge it all day. It leaves, it stays in the hotel. And then I put the battery next to the counter and 
that battery pack. I actually bought one for my daughter and for my wife, and I got them a little travel kit, which I got to I got to talk about it. I got, uh, you know, all this ex, uh, what an uh, USB to uh, light, lightning that I just basically a little travel plug kit and it has to stay in their um, luggage. So that's kind of what I've done. There you go. Have you found an adapter on Amazon? Did you end up finding <sighs> I one? I did. So I had this little thing here, and this is what I was talking about. See how it's just like a brick? And then, like, uh, the thing I love about it is it's got, like, four USBs into one adapter. This is why it's clutch. And if you're going international, it's got, like, the international plugs. So oh, you just perfect. literally just say, hey, which one are you going to be in this week? And you can switch it out. It's even got the American ones, but because it's so thick, when it goes into the thing, it doesn't fit some of them because it's like butting up against the like the, um, you know, the lamp or whatever. So I'm just like, this does me no good because I can't. I literally have to bring another like extension cord just to make this thing work. And I'm like, I'm not putting right. another extension cord in there. So <laughs> the latest, uh, I've got two of them from Amazon that I found. I don't know if I which one I'm gonna go with because I have to check it out. But one is like a normal like computer plug. Here, let me see like this. Yeah, where it just goes in. If you're listening you're probably not gonna see it but what i love about it it's got the orb so it's kind of like um it's got those it's got the uh multiple um adapters with usb but it's round and takes up a lot of room in my bag which i don't like so i'm gonna see if this one works but the plug is so good so the other one that i have is flat like this such as this flat right, but the plug that. i don't know i don't oh, know if this is yeah. gonna work or not i'm like can't they just make the straight plug like your your computer laptop yeah plug so i don't Maybe know you we'll should, find uh, hit bun dj gear up and they could uh they could manufacture uh both of those together to make the perfect one Be the way or brian it. that's your uh that's your next get rich quick scheme right there yeah. is uh the travel plug the travel <laughs> dj plug yeah <laughs> need a whole line no doubt yeah so we'll see i don't know which one's gonna work yet but i'll find it out soon oh um, i love it do you have any other uh, travel tips with uh, traveling that you would recommend to guys? There are things that. Yes, I do. I even show and tell time, guys. So hold on. Uh -oh, so hold on. We got all, that all of our listeners. Oh, all of our listeners <laughs> that. <laughs> That's the best. All so of our I'm listeners gonna... that aren't, uh, that don't know Brian. I, I'm sorry. Just real quick. Uh, Brian, I mean, I don't know where what city he's in most of the time when I text him. He this guy's always on the road, so he knows. So listeners, um, take notes because if he's telling you this is what you got to grab, he definitely knows. Well, I gotta, uh, I guess, go against uh, Warren's advice on the pillow situation. I've tried every pillow, including his, yeah. didn't work for me. Uh, this yeah. one is called the Turtle Pillow. Turtle Pillow. T R T L. It's literally 35 bucks on uh, Amazon. Um, they make a couple different ones, but to his point, it definitely has like the, um, it, like it's like for physical therapy type stuff. So it's definitely meant to like let, lay your head. So you don't even have to put it on anything. It just like literally naturally just kind of falls. Now, I would use every pillow out there. I would have neck cramps or just like it would kinks in my neck every time I get done with it. And they're huge. You either got to blow them up. They don't lay flat. This lays primarily flat it's a little bit of an angle but for the most part fits in my bag so huge win the turtle pillow if you haven't heard of it check it out on amazon worth it and then because i'm an older guy uh the back situation has been a little bit uh 
tricky. So I always stretch out before I go. And so I've been using like a foam roller. I don't know if you guys are familiar with these yet. You may not be of no. the age yet where you need it, but for me, I need that thing. So I was looking for one that I could travel with because the big ones that I typically have at my house, I can't travel with that thing. So they actually make a traveling one that lays flat. You literally just pull this and then like, I'm going to try to do it in front of the camera here. And it turns into like a full on roller. And it's made by, uh, it's called B-R-A-Z-Y-N, Brazen Performance. This thing's amazing. Uh, I use this, like, after a gig, if my back is just jacked, I'll totally use this. Uh, you actually should be using it in, like, every joint you actually have, like, thighs, whatever. But big win, foam roller, travel foam roller. Those things go in my bag every time. So just two little travel hacks for you guys. I love that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, we gotta we gotta get those links and uh, throw them in the throw I'll do them it. in the comments. So um, let's let's get to another question. It's kind of a, a going a different direction, but we're gonna ask you. We asked Scooter last week, and we loved this, and uh, the listeners loved it as well. What are your top five Serato played songs right now? Okay. Well, I was telling Drew too, like sometimes when I get these songs and you download them, like it already has a massive like play count that I've never played right. at one time, but it shows up with like 200. So it's a little bit skewed. So if it's the ones that I actually play, I had to scroll way down. Um, and it looks like my you number know, one. Mine are skewed a little bit too. And um, I have clean and dirty, right? So uh, if I do a nightclub, it has a certain amount. If I do mostly private events, usually the clean, but if I combined it, they would probably be higher. So I, I totally understand. Yeah. So my private event one, that's probably the most it's uh, it's a, actually a transition edit, which I know one of you guys doesn't like those, doesn't like those, but I needed it for me. So uh, it's the middle, uh, the Z and Mary. I have Morris. that one. I, that's a great one. Actually. I, I do play that one. I do like that one. It's great. Transition. It gets me out. It's like 128 to 107. It's a quick uh, edit that just makes it happen for me. So that's one. And then my second one, which is right behind it, is one two step Sierra. Oh, <laughs> so nice. I, don't know. I, I didn't realize I was one. playing it that that long that many times at every gig, but I guess I am playing it more often than I realized. So I don't it, know. It always works. It's a it's a perfect crossover uh, pop to hip hop. I, I, I yeah, it's a great one. I always find uh, myself playing that song too because I feel like in that 110 to 120 range, there aren't there aren't very many songs that you can go to to like if I'm going from like 100 to 120. So that's totally, yeah. This this past weekend, that set was uh, definitely a highlight in my wedding. So that little uh, 110 to 120 2000s hip hop or 2000s pop like sexy back. I mean, I hit them so fast. It's sexy back, promiscuous girl, one, two step, uh, holla back. And then, you know, it's just like pop, 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 pop. And then on to the next. So it's good. That's amazing. All right. Next. Which one? Your next, uh, your next one. Or you just got the oh, my next song. Oh, sorry. 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's my, uh, my next one was rich girl. Hollow notes. Oh wow! Love that. That's that's Surprise a jam right there. Three. It, it was. It's. I play. I've been playing it a lot. Actually, I think I heard Digital Dave mention that one for a while, like a couple years ago. And I've been incorporating yeah. it into my sets. And I was shocked how many young people know this track. Actually, 
Like, I was there's a lot say, of people that know that. You know, it is. I get requests for that sometimes, like in certain situations, and it's funny because if you didn't like know any better, you'd probably be like, "What? I'm not gonna play." But then once you've played it, you see that they do react to that one. So, and so the scooter I edit, have a question. The scooter edit is the one to go with too. By the way. Uh, I, I do it. have a question about that. Is are you playing? Uh, do you let the bitch ride on on the the song? I do. You're, I do. You let it ride. Okay. No one. You know what? And it's so quick. I, I was actually thinking myself. I'm like, did they actually say that too? Like back then in the '70s? But I guess they did. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, let it ride. No one even no. And it, it, people sing it loud too. So it uh, clearly <laughs> is a staple in the in the song for sure. I love that. All right. And, and and what what point are you playing that? Is that like dance set or is this yeah, dinner or cocktail? Usually. Dance set. Okay. I'll fit that into a, like a retro set. So usually like because that, that tempo is like 84 beats per minute. So usually like I'll hit them hard early and then I'll reset. And it's usually like the second half of the like the second part of a reset is I'll I'll go down to that low tempo and usually do some R&B or something and then fit that one in there as kind of a transition to keep the old people hanging on and i just yeah. i'm in and out dude i'm like chorus maybe one verse and out you know so it doesn't yeah. really uh doesn't take away. and then my next one which is also surprising is uh so number four would be or number three or yeah i guess it is four semi-charm life third eye blind that's a good one i play that a lot too i'm guessing the scooter edit of that as well yeah dude he's <laughs> yeah. he's well represented in the library yeah, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah that one uh that was one of my biggest songs this weekend too, uh, but I followed it up with um, All Star, Smash Mouth. So did I, dude. We programmed yeah. the same, bro. Exactly. It, it, it rides so well on top of right. it on the the outro, and it's just, it's see that's like a, a natural transition where you can really because it's the acapella epic intro. It really right. you can hit it anywhere. You you don't really have to mix it. You could just cold drop that in, and right. So it's such a good reset, if you will, you know to get back to that so yeah i love that all right the claps it. really help too you know the claps in that edit yep. really make it because if it was just acapella it would feel like it was missing something so the claps really help all right and that last one or is that it oh a fiber um yeah i got a fiber uh super bass Nicki minaj wow yeah, i play that one a lot too i i've been searching for a way to kind of refresh it i I've heard some stuff recently, but I'm just like, mm, still not for me the way I would play it. So I'm going to, I'm trying, that's on my list of trying to like, just make it a little more current sounding, but I'm yeah, send I you that one. the edit I use then. Cause I All use right. the, it's called the bass down low party starter. I don't even remember what pool I got this off of, but it was years and years ago. And it, it starts with some claps too. So it's really easy to kind of mix in. And then it's got that whole, you know, if you want to get with me, yeah, that dev, uh, uh, no, yeah, yeah, that whole thing. It's got that in the yeah. intro, and then finally it moves from the claps to the actual intro of, um, uh, you know, super bass, where it's just got that, um, like keyboard or whatever that's in there, and that's still riding over it before it finally before Nikki kind of comes in, and it works like money. So I'll send you guys that. I, I love that. That's yeah, I definitely want to hear that for sure. That's great. So those are my five. Those are good to hear. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the listeners will love to hear uh, those as well. People have definitely mentioned that anytime we talk about music or like songs on here that they they really like hearing about that. So with that being said, and you traveling all the time, we're going to uh, 
ask, what is one of your favorite places that you've traveled to? Like a place that you would go back to and go back and keep going back oh, to. If I could afford it, <laughs> it would be uh, St. Bart's. I went there for a season for like, they call it Festus. Uh, and it's basically, or Festivus, I think is what it's called. Um, it's like this, the period between like Christmas and New Year's, essentially. It's big on the island. If you don't know where it's at, it's like in the Caribbean. It's next to like St. Martin. It's where like the Euro, it's like the Hamptons for the Euros. You know, that's where they go is there. And yeah. uh, it's one of the shortest runways in the world as far as where you, how you land in there. It's insane. Like you were literally on the beach and the freaking plane is like coming over your head. Like I'm like, I don't know if I really want to be sunbathing out there when these things are happening, but it's just gorgeous. It's, uh, it's very, it's got a very European influence because it's actually owned, I think, by France, believe it or not. And so there's a lot of like, french italian kind of vibes to it so i love going there because i love hearing what the djs are playing because it's different you know like that was the one that oh and i still owe this to you drew but like um uh what's that one the i follow rivers that that's where i first oh, yeah. heard that song and i was like oh my gosh they are going ape over this song and i don't know why i was like why is this song i'm like looking at when it came out and i'm like this came out way long ago um by the way that remix that i was needing to send to you is it's by the magician the magician remix is the one to play yeah for that that's one. a great one yeah but that song I, is where i really kind of thought like wow this is very european this this place and i love it i would go back in a heartbeat um actually you're the one that turned me on to a podcast and i mentioned it before as the song exploder and there's an episode about that song and they break it down and it's so it's such a great episode um they they she talks about just how they came up with it and you know she's not a very good singer and so many things about it, it was just so good so anyways sorry to digress but uh yeah. yeah you turned me on to that podcast which i'm literally obsessed with <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a good one I, it's a good one. i still have yet to listen to that po uh podcast but drew's been telling me about that that's a good one to listen to as well and uh the other one is the i love too uh just the krista makes from less than jake he uh, mm. uh, I love all that. So I know Drew does too, that punk, the nineties, two thousands, and they even get a little poppy with it. Like they've had like sugar Ray, but he pretty much dissects all those songs and talks to the, each band member about like, it's, it's really cool. So I'm, I'm sure that song exploder one would be great to listen uh, to as DJs. I think you guys should be listening to this because it really breaks down. Um, I think a lot of DJs don't, fully understand song structure and i think knowing a little bit more in depth about song structure and just how songs work is you know it's a great background for you guys so i think you guys should listen to it i think it's good to have a little bit of that mentality just so you kind of know what you're doing so yeah 100 percent. it's great so anyways we're gonna backtrack a little bit and you're originally from orange county california which is uh right where by where drew's at and then in 2006, you, you moved to uh, Florida, and you were already DJing in California. What Florida? I'm sorry, Florida. Florida. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, uh, what 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 made you move to uh, Florida at the time? Well, the Cliff Notes version is I wanted to be doing music full time, and uh, I was still just DJing on the weekends, working a day job. You know, uh, Drew can probably uh, attest to this. It's not ch it's not a cheap living in California. Uh, and so <laughs> trying to cover the nut with, uh, with DJing, uh, nightclubs out there just wasn't doing it for me. So I was like, I got to figure out a way. And through some connections that I had at pioneer and things like that, I was on a lot of nightlife, uh, mailing lists. 
And so I was on this mailing list for this nightclub out in Florida and they essentially were taking applications and uh, I submitted it and thought there's no way they're going to bring a guy from California out there. And sure enough, dude, they, they did. They like not only brought me out, but like paid for Relo. I had a six month contract because I was worried. I was like, I know how these California ones roll. If they find somebody cheaper, they're just going to like cut me. And then I'm all the way across the country. So I was like, I need a, like a strong six month commitment just to make sure that that doesn't happen to me, you know, two weeks in. So, um, signed a six month contract and I was basically, their resident DJ and then like uh, marketing director. So I helped bring in Flo Rida to the actual club uh, one of the nights. But it was like a Florida spring break. Florida? Yeah, oh, dude. It was like a, such a spring break spot, though. Like we, I had no idea some of the crazy stuff they'd have. Like they had this is probably not even politically correct to say nowadays, but it was like, it was midget wrestling was one of the nights that they'd have. Like that was a regular, um, they had like a, a gentleman's night where it was like a bunch of male strippers that were like B level. Like they're not Vegas style at all. These guys are like, I'm like, God, I cannot believe I'm watching this right now. They're like doing bed of roses by Bon Jovi. And they got like this blanket out there. And this guy's like, not, in shape whatsoever and i'm like literally the only other guy besides the male strippers out there and with all these ladies so it was great in at the time but man some crazy times at that nightclub and they would get like 1500 like on a wednesday like they were open seven nights a week during spring break it was just insane and they were open till four in the morning so you're playing so like so explain what what part of florida is this Okay, so this is uh, the place that's not well known, especially by most people who aren't from the South. It's actually the Panhandle portion. So it's like Panama City. Probably heard about it on like MTV, oh. you know, when they were doing the spring breaks and stuff like that. Big club there. Uh, what's club La Vila. La Vila. Yeah. It's not that one. It's not that one. It's another one that's like, so it's actually not in Panama City. It's in Destin, which not people don't okay, I just say okay. Panama City because people reference it. It's about an hour from there. Uh, and the club was called Night Town which okay. had got the name fight town before I got there. So that's why they brought me out there to kind of make it clean. So they wanted like a West coast sound and they wanted to kind of like feel a little bit more melodic. And I definitely tried to do that, but boy uh, playing during the week from like 10 till four or actually it was like nine till four. Oh my gosh. Ooh. That's Vegas hours, Vegas hours right there. And like no breaks. Like I'm just playing. so, I mean, you talk about getting a real education and programming and not trying to feel stale. Like I'm like, did I play this last night? Like my play count would be insane <laughs> if I was still doing that gig. That's so, crazy. So how many nights a week did you have? Were you contracted to the DJ that six out of seven during season? Whoa, yeah. bro. I, I, I don't even know how you did that. Wow. Well, so like Monday through Thursday, I would play the nine to four slot the whole Monday through Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays. And uh, I had Sundays. No, no, I had Friday, Saturday, Sundays. I was off Monday. So Friday, Saturdays, I was only playing 12 to four. So I was only playing the last four hours. We had somebody else. And this uh, was 2006. And- so were you using records still or were you on Serato yet? So this is a hilarious story. I was like one of the first converts to Serato at the time in that area. And I'll never forget, they did an actual live mix show on the radio from the club. Not like a remote where like they're just like piping it in every two seconds or like, hey, let's just hear, you can hear background. Like they were literally coming out of the mixer into the into the station with it. And oh, wow. uh, I'll never forget the one of the radio jocks was like, coming oh, wait, up to wait, me I'm sorry. Like, are you playing clean or are you? Oh, yeah, dirty? I had to play like, clean. You had I had to, to submit. 
a list of like what I was planning on playing for that first hour. Okay. You know, it was yeah. like, so on Fridays, it was only on Fridays. And so I would come in that night just to play the radio segment. And it was great for my career. Cause I mean, like pretty soon I was kind of getting booked all over the place just because of being on the radio, you know, for that one little spot. But I had to play, I had to give them like the playlist of what I was going to play and they had to prove it, all this kind of stuff. But wow. the radio jock came up to me when he saw that I switched. Cause I was on CDs initially and uh, it was at that point where like, you know, I'm like, I don't know if you remember this or not, but like the CDs after like a couple of years, they would just like freeze in the player because they were so old. You needed to reburn them because they'd been used so many times. So I'm like, screw this. I got to go see. I got to go like all computer. So I went to computer yeah. and the radio jock came up to me and was like literally making fun of me. He's like, you're not going to believe this, guys. This guy's on a computer mixing off of a computer. I'm like, well, I'm not actually mixing off a computer, but I'm like, he's like, can you believe this? He's not even using records or CDs anymore. He's like literally playing files off his computer. And I'm like, if he only knew like a couple of years yeah. later, like everybody <laughs> would be on computer. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just crazy. So, wow. No, that's an awesome story. I mean, I remember that time because. I was doing a bar at the same thing. And what I, I had basically burned this CD book, right? So we had records and then I had the CD book where I, I, exactly what you were saying. I was reburning CDs and I was like constantly like, oh, what's the show? And you burn it, you'd burn it for the, that night and you'd put stuff on it and you'd play. And it was, it was a nightmare. <laughs> I remember it would skip or it would jump around and just trying to find songs like, oh, I think I got that. But, you know, that's something that I always attest to every time we talk about uh, DJ Collective or just talking about some of these guys there um, is you don't need to own every song known to man. You know, back no. in the days, it was like if you had it, you were lucky, you know, and, right. and that, I think that's always my mentality. Um, but that's actually one of the good little transition I want to talk about. The DJ Collective is coming up. And, yeah. you know, you're one of the, the main founders of this. And we just, you know, for our listeners that don't know about it, um, one, this year sold out already. But, you know, future reference, um, something that they should be going to. Maybe you could tell, uh, tell them a little bit about it. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of well, you were in year one, Drew. Like, that's where I f first met you was the uh, year I one. Know. Yeah, I'm very so, grateful that I was even invited. And I'll be honest, um, I, I joke about this now because, one, I don't even know why I was invited, to be completely honest. I, I don't know why I was invited. And two, I um, this is really sad to admit, but I, I mostly went because I had never been to Austin before. I was like, oh, I've never been to Austin. That sounds fun. And your and wife came too, right? Yeah, well, I just told my wife, I was like, hey, this DJ thing's happening. Uh, let's go do a trip, and then and then I'm just going to stay and do this DJ thing. Ended up changing my life. I, I swear to God, I, I put this on everything. This ended up changing my life. Um, but I didn't understand it at the time. So DJs, you really need to be paying attention to this, and I really feel like you should be going to this. Um, Brian, tell us how you came up with the idea, um, what inspired it and, you know, kind of what they could expect at the, at it. Well, it's definitely morphed over the years. Uh, the first one, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. So it was really just a text message between, uh, Jason Janai, one of the DMS editors and amazing DJ himself, uh, from SE event group. He, 
myself and Joe Bunn, who's out of Raleigh. The three of us were just kind of texting about like, I, I actually, how I came up with it initially was I was on a plane doing my receipts and sending them to my bookkeeper. And I was looking at the travel and all of the trade shows I'd been to that year. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I just spent like almost $10,000. Like it was one of my highest line items next to like gear. And I'm just like, what did I get from that? Like not much. Like, and it's not that you can't get things from other shows. I just felt like at that point in my career, I had seen and listened to a lot and there wasn't as many nuggets as I used to get. And that's just natural, right? Cause it's like, you're growing as a DJ, you're getting better and better. And pretty well, soon to interject, realized, to interject, yeah, to interject real quick. Um, this is why I think I didn't take it seriously is because I felt like I was already doing the most with my career. And I just was like, oh, another DJ thing. I didn't, I, I didn't know it was going to change my life and what you guys had like really prepped. And I mean, this is just throwing it, giving you guys compliments because it, it is really awesome. Like the, the nuggets you get from it is amazing. So I feel like you guys have like really morphed it and taken it like four levels up. I mean, really high. So it's good. Anyways. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, you're good, man. So the first one was in Austin, obviously. And we just we we Jason and I and Joe just thought of like, what if what 12 people can we bring to this place that would fit in this Airbnb that we rented? And uh, Jason's like, hey, this guy, Drew, you got to invite this dude. He's actually a, a really I'm like, I never heard of this guy. I'm like, he's like, yeah, you got to know him. And he's like, he's from Cali. He's going to be cool. And I was like, OK, he's from Cali. All right, let me bring him in. So uh, he, he came out and you knew a couple of guys, Jeff and, and Chris, I think, were yeah. uh, two people. And Alex. Knew, so. And Alex. Alex, Nepo, and Alex. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that one was just really intimate. And it went so well that we like, hey, let's do it again next year. Everybody was in again. And we said, let's do it somewhere else. Let's just like go to another city we hadn't been to. So we went to Tampa. We extended the guest list to like 40 people. And it sold out again. Like all 40 people were like done in. And so we're well, like, wait, 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 frick. I'm sorry. I, a little bit more. I want to get a little bit more in depth. Where does the background like you, you were texting them and you were spending the money on it, but you had a little bit more. There was something involved, too. Right. Uh, was it engaged that kind of tipped you? Yeah, off this, I or? mean. That was the because I had just started going to the engage at that time. And I realized, like, holy cow, this is a whole nother level of not just education, but people that you're meeting. Like it was like engage is so different than any other, um, you know, show, if you will, in that it's not just about the learning. It's also about relationship building and not I call that not networking either. It's like really is relationship building, like where you're actually booking business and collaborating and like people that are competitors, you're actually working with them. And I was like, man, that would be so cool to see that kind of come out of this. And so sure enough, man, like that was kind of the, the gist was like, let's come up with something that's really 301 level. You know, I don't know if this is the best of the best, but like, let's just try to bring the best people that we know that can bring this kind of like energy that want to push forward and like bring in some planners, some different people. And sure enough, man, like that's kind of how it, the genesis of it and it really kind of grew it from there. So as, go ahead. You as somebody who out. hasn't been to the collective yet and it's just – uh, it's one thing that I want to go to. It didn't work out for me this year, but one of the things I really wanted to say, and that I think this is a big compliment is I've seen, and I've known drew since the first collective and other guys that have gone to the collective as well. One of the, the biggest compliments I think I could give is those guys that have gone watching their businesses transform on social media and seeing what they've done to seeing where they're at now is 
amazing the difference and yeah i think think that what drew's saying you guys if anybody that is serious within their career of djing this is something that it could be such a huge benefit I, i i don't even know you know i know a lot of it's uh mobile and private but there's so much to be gained from this and this goes back to what we were talking about last week with scooter a little bit is there are things that private event DJs can learn from club DJs, but there are things club DJs can learn from private event guys as well. And I'm telling you, seeing, watching people's businesses transform that have gone to the collective and just being around a like-minded group of individuals and what that has done. And again, just seeing it is crazy and how it's evolved. Everybody's stepping up their game because of what you guys are doing. Yeah, man, it's crazy. And, you know, to your point about the club DJ thing, too, like there there wasn't really a place for club DJs to go that were doing like high level club work, like working stuff. Not like I'm not talking like Tiesto level, but like, you know, the working guy that is also doing some private event stuff. So we wanted that to be part of it. And so having Mm -hmm. like Scooter and Drew there, it was really cool. Last year, Scooter did like a, a whole production workshop, which people like minds were blown on how to, you know, do some of the edits, not exactly like him, but just some of the resources and tools that he was willing to give. And there's just this um, ethos of just like uh, sharing that's there. No one's holding their cards in, which is kind of cool. Usually you see a lot of DJs like I'm keeping this record or I'm keeping this secret from everybody. And you realize that like at the end of the day, like if someone really wanted to grab that, they would anyway. And it's, there's, it's like, it's how you play it. It's what, how you, you know, perform that makes us all different. So them having my library wouldn't make much of a difference because they're not going to play it the same way, you know? So that spirit of collaboration and, and wanting to share is kind of where it's at. And so now we're in our fourth year and, um, you know, we had to cap it at a hundred this year because of, you know, just feeling like the space wasn't really big enough. And I think there's a little bit of like being able to find these boutique little style hotels. is kind of cool. Cause it's like, you have the run of the place. You don't feel like you're in this big old casino and we're all trying to find like these really like, um, I don't know, just places that have a cool vibe that aren't like your, your box Hilton's or Marriott's or whatever. So we've been finding spots that are, have a really cool like feel to it. Would you agree, Drew? Like the, the spots oh, are kind of a hundred percent. I mean, <clears throat> I can't speak highly enough about this. Uh, it, it is one of the things I look forward to uh, every year. So what maybe you got, since it is sold out this year, it, the stuff you can give away. Um, yeah. <clears throat> talk about that. And um, I don't know if um, I don't think next year's has been decided yet, but, you know, at least tell them about the time they should start looking to book and, uh, so basically, yeah, like I said, give, the stuff that you can give away and what yeah. they should be looking to book. Well, I, I'll just do it from a real high level and, and rush through it real quickly so we can get on other things, too, because I know you got a lot on there. But um, I guess the biggest thing is and I'll drop a little bomb here for you all uh, who are on this podcast. So tonight, which actually I think this will probably get released later in the week. But by the time you listen to this, we are actually doing a virtual pass which isn't like to the whole show. So I don't want to give that kind of uh, feel, but what it, we're calling it DJC on demand. We always have to put our own little spin on it. We didn't want to do a virtual show because it was like everybody does a virtual show. So what's DJC on demand? We kind of like thought, let's do like a Netflix version of this. So there is a live stream component. So you'll be able to see like the general sessions, which that's what makes this kind of unique too, is that every day is a different style of learning. So a lot of people just do from the stage down, which we will have that component and that's day one and day three. So that's going to be live, like as if you're at the show. 
day two is going to be like interviews with people. So we've got like Scooter on deck. We got Warren on deck. So people like that that you like to listen to just quick 20 minute interviews. And then we are going to show one of the parties, which is um, something that we came up with called the Miracle Mashup Show, which actually Drew is going to be a part of. And he was part of last year. It was insane. Last year was so or two. I always say last year, two years ago. It was insane. It's where we have like this wheel of fortune wheel. And we have we just spin it and like whatever acapella, whatever um, instrumental it lands on, the DJ has like 30 seconds to put it together. And uh, Drew came up with some crazy stuff uh, with that. <laughs> and it's just it's just fun to see creativity and DJing happen. So that is going to be available on our website. So if you want to be experience it for like. Um, obviously it's going to be a, a cheaper price than going to the conference, uh, normally. So it's four ninety five. dollars that's $495, but what makes it so unique beyond just getting the, uh, live stream, if you can be there for that, you actually get access to it for the full year, which means that if you can't watch it during the live stream, maybe you're already booked. I mean, we're releasing it today about two weeks before. Some people may already be busy. Don't worry about it. You can actually uh, view it at any time on a password protected part of our website and uh, have access to it for a full year. And what we're trying to do is bring in speakers that are going to speak from outside the industry, a lot of them. So to help your business, I feel like why copy and paste from people who are already in it? Like, let's go from outside of our industry, see people who are super successful and try to see how we can morph our business that way. So um, again, that'll be kind of on uh, DJC On Demand, which is getting released later this afternoon. And by the time you watch wow. this, you'll be able to get into it. So kind of a new new thing. That's that's huge. Exclusive right there. Yeah. <laughs> You're the and first person I'm telling. <laughs> so good. I love it. That That is amazing. Honestly, DJs, if you can't make it, seriously sign up for that. I... I can't recommend it enough it changed my life honestly it's how i met brian it's how i'm even traveling and doing the majority of the stuff i'm doing right now so djs it's super important to expand your horizons and you know always looking to grow so yeah big Definitely. nugget right there we're gonna kind of shift to another question uh, uh real quick um i i i there's a lot of guys that uh, DJ and i know that you've done some multi-op stuff and you you book other djs and have booked other DJs um, when doing or running a multi-op, how do you get comfortable booking d- other DJs? And then also what are qualities that you would look for in hiring a DJ? So during COVID, I kind of had to change my model. Honestly, um, I had always taken uh, a page out of Mike Walter's book. Mike Walter, if you're not familiar with him, he's out of New Jersey as well. Kind of like the go-to mobile DJ multi-op guy. I mean, he's he's been around. He's PhD DJ podcast. If uh, with there you Joe go. Bunn. Yeah. yeah. All right. So he he's a big proponent of training from the ground up. And while I do think there's definitely some merits to that, managing it from remotely, like I am, because like, it's our multi-op is primarily based in Florida. I couldn't train these guys because I was during COVID. I'm like, I don't want to risk this. I got a baby at home. Like, I just can't be doing this. So I'm like, how else am I going to make this this work? So I was like, I'm going to change this to like an agency a, um, approach and find people who are already like really highly skilled um, and make a proposition to these planners that like, yes, I know you've never spent this much for a DJ before outside of myself, but like 
trust me, they're going to be at a level that you're just not going to find locally. It's just not there. And so um, Drew was one of the first guys I called. I was like, listen, I'm trying to figure this out. I don't know if this is going to work. I know Callie's like locked down, locked down. I was like, would you be willing yeah. to travel to do this? Let's see if this works out. And he's like, yeah, I'll give it a try. And so, well, no, actually, like, what I like to tell people is I put up a will work for food sign. And Brian was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, here you go. And it yeah. was a golden ticket. So, yes. Um, yeah, it was it was a blessing, honestly, from sitting at home. Yes. So, yeah. So I just made this like made this work. I transitioned my business to be more of a booking agency. So to answer your question directly, um, I'm looking for somebody who has like great experience because I always say this about myself as I'm DJing and I don't know if I'll get into it later, but just like some of the stories is, you know, you got to be like a fireman. You're always dealing with emergencies and more metaphorically speaking, that's how I refer to myself. Not even as a DJ. I'm like, I'm a fireman putting out fires. I just happen to also be able to play music too. So somebody who can think quick on their feet, like if a mic's not working, if like a speaker goes down, can the DJ have the experience to be able to like figure it out where I don't have to like, Hey, let me call Brian real quick and see if he can walk me through like what to do next, you know? And uh, I hate to say it, but a couple of times it's happened to Drew out there where like, Hey, something didn't work or whatever. He's like, bro, I got this. Don't even worry about it. I got it figured out. And like, it's a blessing to have guys like him that mix as well as they do anyway and program so well, but then to also be able to be problem solvers. So I'm always looking for problem solvers and great talented DJs as well. Well, I will say I'm so I know we're we're short on time. You got to bounce, but uh, great transition there because uh, your weekend, if you're okay to talk about it, was uh, very challenging. And yeah. uh, I think problem solving is explaining this weekend right here, if you can. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. So I, I've been kind of thinking about this for a long time in the last couple of weeks. I feel like I've had more tech challenges than I've ever had before and not with my necessarily my own gear although there has been some of that but I always bring my backup so I'm always well prepared but I was thinking along the lines of like why is the, the the DJ is always the guy or lady who has to think of every backup known to man for the entire event like why are we the ones that like at what point do we cut that off like do I have to bring extra meat and fish you know for the for the cook do I need to bring some extra forks do you know what what do I need to keep in my bag so to speak to like take care of these people well, to, to explain it, I think we are the redheaded stepchild when everyone, no one wants us to do with us, right? Until they need us. And then it's like, right. make magic happen. And you're like, oh, dude, I'm trying my hardest. I don't, I don't know what, to, I don't know what exactly what you're saying. I don't know what more I could bring to the table, you know? It's, it's and I just crazy. feel like we're all professionals. So like, why isn't everybody just responsible? Stay in your lane, do what you do well, have your backups, and then we're all good. But it's inevitably like to your point, we're the redheaded stepchild. But yet when it's a crunch time emergency, we're always the ones on the mic having to do all this stuff. And it's like we're the ones that they look to. So a couple of weeks ago, or actually, it's a month or so ago, I dealt with a situation where I was on this you know, a field where they brought out a power supply thing and they're like, yeah, a couple of the plugs don't really work. And I'm like, well, that would have been great information to have yesterday before like I came all the way out here. And sure enough, dude, it, it, it blew like six different times. And it was because the, it just wasn't powerful enough, you know? And I'm just like, how do you do this? And he's like, well, it's gotta be your gear. You must have bad cable. I'm like, bro, these are like brand new cables. There's no way, like no way. I just used this yesterday. Like it is definitely your stuff. Like you're, I don't know how long you're stretching this from, but it's like not good enough. So 
that was my first like power problem where I had it happen multiple times. I've had someone pull a cable out once before. Um, but to that point, I'm like, you're the venue. You're supposed to take care of electricity unless you want me to then put me on the hook for it. But 90% of the time, I'm not responsible for their, for their electricity. So fast forward this weekend, I'm in this place in Philly. It's like this um, old, like they call it the Masonic temple. So it's definitely something religious. I, I don't know what religion it is exactly, but stained glass windows. That's all you got to know. And this place is built like long ago, like it's Philly, right? So it's downtown. It, the building is literally its own block. That's how large this building is. So they got me down there. The guy goes, Hey, with the power. And I talked to him previously. He's like, yeah, we've had DJs here all the time. No big deal. Okay, great. So I get down there and I'm just like, it's 125, maybe 130 people. So I've got like two evolve fifties I'm rolling with. And then S nine mixer two CDJ. So not pulling a ton and a wireless mic, right? Literally less That's than like 15. No amps, power. Maybe that's one yeah. plug, one plug. Right. Tops. So the guy's like, hey, you know, this place wasn't built when there was like for electricity and for gear that you guys use. And I'm like, again, great information. When we had this conversation earlier this week, you should have been <laughs> on the call. And the guy's like, oh, it'll be fine. Da, da, da. So I'm like, OK, so I plug, I test everything. I get there super early too. like I'm not going on till eight. I'm there at noon. Like I'm set up, ready to go testing it at two o'clock. Golden. Everything works. So we are playing. And uh, this is a weird party, too, it was like. They didn't really want the formalities, so we did like first dance, and this was awesome. Their grand entrance song into their first dance was um, "I I Melt with You." You know, that was their first dance Ooh. song that they went with, which I thought I like was awesome. That. It's like upbeat, yeah. like they just got out there and they're like, "We don't want to dance for more than twenty seconds by ourselves. We want everybody on the dance floor." So I was this like, is the original, sure. real quick. The original, it's the original. Yeah. All right. Yeah, There's a really so good. I play it. J there's a really good jason moraz uh it was on the 51st dates it's all reggae is uh okay. a remix of it anyways i, yeah. I play that on all the time for i might have made an edit to that uh on yeah. DMS. okay okay so shout yeah, out so our I sponsor was... directmusicservice.com <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> so i'm playing it you know everybody's out there and then as soon as i finish you're like hey we just want this to be a cocktail party there's no there's not enough tables for everybody to sit in we want people dancing so i'm just creating a vibe it's like you know stations everything like that i'm about like maybe 30 minutes in and you know finally start to build a little bit of a dance floor where, like where we're just like getting moving upwards you know, where everybody's out there and then i see a flicker and the entire building goes dark and then for like for about 10 seconds, the entire building dark and then boom, floodlights turn on like emergency lights. And Stop. I'm like, Stop. OK, is this I, this can't I be just be me. Crying. This has got to be like everything. Right. So I'm like, what's happening? So I plug into another plug. I'm like, no plugs working. Uh, so I'm like, OK, let me go find the owner of the building or whoever is around. And the planner doesn't know what to do. And so they um they're like, well, it's supposed to trip to our backup circuits, which are on another, you know, whatever, but it didn't, didn't transfer over. I'm like, well, how often does this happen? Not very often. I'm like, okay, whatever. So, um, we're waiting. I'm, mean, there's nothing I can do. Like literally I'm like, okay, do I need to go to home Depot? It's now like almost nine o'clock at night. I don't think they're going to be open. And I'm checking all these different places to see who has generators and nothing's open. So I'm like, so like the engineers are downstairs in the basement trying to like get it to switch over to the next thing. And I'm like, oh my God. And, and, and it's I'm bright like, because all the floodlights are on, right? Like, oh, so it's totally bright. bright. <laughs> totally. So I'm feeling terrible because it looks like it's my fault, right? So they bring out this, 
brick that's like a power strip that's meant for computers to like shut down safely. You ever seen those where like it's got like a little bit of oh, a battery yeah. backup life? They found it in the closet. It had like two minutes of battery. I didn't know this. So I plug yeah. everything in. Power comes back on for my stuff. So I was like, what song can I play that will like make sense? So I was like, I'm going to play Rihanna's Don't Stop the Music. So I play that. Right. So <laughs> everyone's like, oh, OK, great. You know, a minute and a half later, it dies. We're back oh to nothing. God. So I'm like, oh, my God. So then they find another one that they found in another closet that allegedly is charged, but it's small. And I'm like, I don't think this is going to work. Like, I, I think this is too much juice for us to be plugging through this. I'm like, I got two speakers. I'm turning the subs down on those Evolves to, like, negative three just to, like, <laughs> get something out of them. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, what song can I play? I'm like, I'm going to do uh, One More Time by Daft Punk and see if they, if they understand what's happening here. So I play One More Time. 30 seconds in the thing just can't take it anymore and it just powers down so now this is all within the first hour so then uh what ends up happening is i'm like what's happening guys like what are we gonna do and they're like it's not gonna happen like we're waiting for the engineers it could take an hour and i'm like we only have this place till midnight and it's like 10 o'clock right now i'm like oh my god this is terrible so um so then they come out uh, like, so the wedding party's like, the bridesmaids are like, let's just sing a cappella. Like, can you sing? I'm like, no, you don't want me to sing. Like, I, I I'm like, I love that, that was even the thought. They were like, you know what? I, you're a singer now. Yeah. <laughs> you don't do, Jay. You're a singer. Go. Right? So they start singing, uh, can't stop the feeling or try to anyways. And I'm like, <laughs> This is atrocious. And they're like, God, dun, 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 dun. and they're just like stomping. Oh. And like, they can't, they don't know all the lyrics either. Right. So they're like, no, the chorus. And that's pretty much anyone knows these days, which was another thing. I was like, if this was like 10 years ago, any other song, they'd probably know everything, but people's like ADD and how quick songs move. They only know the choruses. So this was never going to work long-term. Right. <laughs> so they eventually so stopped like after the first quarter. And then they're like, um, let's bring out chairs. We'll do, um, you know, musical chairs. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, but like, how are you going to like know when to stop? Like there's no music to play. They're like, um, and I had some Bluetooth speakers in my bag. I'm like, I can at least pull those out and I'll play. But I mean, in the overall scheme of this huge ass room, that's like the whole block. <laughs> I'm like, these things are not going to work. So, so I'm putting amazing. it. <laughs> so I put so them like amazing. right next and I put it stack two chairs together. So I have it kind of a high, you know, for people to at least hear. And like, <laughs> It worked for about 20 seconds. Everyone's trying to listen to it, but other people are talking. So like it had no chance. So like that dies. So then people are like saying goodbye. It's now we're getting close to uh, almost midnight now. So two, it's been almost three hours of no power. And, uh, and it's getting hot in there. It's like, you know, a, a sweat box. Um, there's at least alcohol. So there was that. And then finally the power turned back on around 1150. And I'm like, we got 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm wow. like, I got to go longer. I can't do that for these people. Like, this is terrible. So the building's like, yeah, we'll go an extra hour. I'm like, that's the least you guys can do. So we went an extra hour, about 30 minutes in. The bride's like, I'm kind of done. Like, it's it, like we had a good ride. <laughs> you know, so we just – but the great news was I could slam them with all this, like all the hits like in 30 minutes, and it felt, you know, great for the 30 minutes they were out there. But to all the right. point, I just go, man, like – I didn't feel bad in a sense. I mean, for myself, because I'm like, my stuff was together. I have backup players. I have backup, you know, everything, backup mics. I'm like, the power is not my problem. Like, yes, it's 
a reflection on us, but like, come on guys, like we all got to carry our weight, you know? So anyways, I, that was my story. I, I, I don't think it is a, a reflection on you at all. I, <clears throat> I, I don't know how you would uh, really solve that. I've had that happen to me in the past and, you know, I have a battery speaker that I bring with me um, <clears throat> only for cocktail because I feel a cocktail has gotten so bad, but um, maybe you could have brought that out, but it, you know, I don't know. At that I'm point, still impressed. Just... I thought you were going to be a, a singer. That that is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Hey, you're a singer uh, now. Uh, what can you sing? Right. <laughs> they want, like, row, they row, wanted row you to boat? be like, you guys want to go to do, nursery do, do, rhymes do, 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 for the the musical chairs? Like, okay, I stop. Like, I kept thinking of that scene. I don't remember what movie it was, but where like they were, they were, oh, it was like uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. I don't know if you remember that movie or not. Yeah, but oh, I love that movie. The, we start singing the Flintstones on the bus. And I was like, should we go Flintstones? Like, will they remember this stuff? I don't know. Like, let's just go Flintstones and just see if they can get a, a big old thing going. So oh, it was just so classic. And I told, I texted Drew. I was like, dude, this is straight out of like the mobile DJ playbook right here. Just like, let's get real interactive. Cause you know, that's the other thing too. I'll, I'll, I'll close that story with saying this is like, I've spent the last like 10 years just really refining my craft as far as the mixing and just like focusing 110%. I'm like, I don't want the gigs where I have to be the entertainer guy to do like all the interactive stuff. Can I do it? Absolutely. In a pinch, would I do it? Absolutely. But like, I don't want to, I don't want to get those kind of gigs. Like I'm just not, you're not the clown. I think you don't No, yeah. You don't want to be a clown. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. I don't want to be on the tricycle. You know what I mean? You don't want to, you don't want to do the YMCA. You want to dress everybody up as the YMCA. While on stilts. Not only does he DJ, he DJs on stilts while juggling. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, man. Well, but, we know you got to go, and we're so grateful that you were able to jump on this call for us. But, um, we're definitely going to have Brian back on. He's going to be doing um, a bunch of just travel hacks and, um, you know, next level little tips and tricks. He's going to be a regular on the show, so we're grateful. Any last things you want to leave us with? Um, websites, podcast, uh, yeah. links, anything? Well, first, I have to just say props to you guys. I think you guys are doing something super fresh. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, I'm a podcast junkie, and when I see a new episode ping in from you guys, it didn't take me long. I was like, I got to be listening to this every week. This is really, really good stuff. And uh, especially when you guys talk music, I'm a music guy too, so like – edits you're using just the way that songs are hitting or not like i love all of that stuff and uh so if djs keep listening because this is a, a a fantastic podcast no matter where you are in your career um so i love it just want to Thank you. Keep, keep you guys you. going with it and love that song dude the intro song holy cow like incredible <laughs> that well, that was well, incredible. I was I, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it on the phrase episode, but how that came about is, and you guys haven't seen the pics yet, but uh, me and Fuse, uh, I, I was in Cincinnati last weekend and we're basically wearing uh, tuxedo shirts. And uh, we walk out of Fuse's building and this old lady goes, you guys clean up nicely. And so <laughs> that's where the hundred percent, the tagline comes from shout out old lady and fuses, uh, fuses complex. Cause uh, she gave the tagline for us. I, that's and I, yeah, I would have never thought wearing a tuxedo t-shirt would, uh, get the, uh, you clean up nicely comment, but, uh, it was perfect <laughs> because here we are with a whole theme song about it. <laughs> So good, dude. So good. So leave us so, with yeah. some links and what, what we could expect in the future. 
Yeah, so um, best place to catch me is on Instagram, DJ Brian with an I, be official. So DJ Brian, be official. Uh, and then the podcast, um, I'm a little behind on posting uh, content, so I need to get back on it. I've got like about 20 episodes banked. I just need to go and edit them. So they'll be dropping all before the end of the year. But that's uh, the Travel DJ Blend. And uh, yeah, thanks, guys, for having me, man. I appreciate it. And uh, keep doing you. Hey, that podcast, DJs, if you're not listening, honestly, I listen to every single episode. Brian is a genius. He's a, he is a hustler. I, uh, yeah, be listening to it. He has tons and tons and tons of tips and tricks. So be listening to that. Thank you, Brian. We really appreciate it. All right. Sounds good. good. We'll, We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thanks. Later. All right. So that was Brian B. And we just want to say. Man, it's great to have him on here. Um, it's when somebody of his caliber is willing to share a story such as the the power going out and being comfortable and talking with that and sharing those stories. I think it's so awesome because, you know, like stuff happens when you're at events and you're DJing and, you know, like he was saying, when he looks for DJs anymore, he just looks for experience and you can't teach experience. And then hearing stories like that, it just, it really, it makes, it normalizes like him and it normalizes what we do. And like, not everything's perfect always. And, you know, sometimes it's, not it's Instagram. nice. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's, we're not uh, Instagram models where everything is perfect and everything's been refiltered and photoshopped, you know, life happens and you guys you know, we talk, we try and talk about real life, you know, fuse brought up something a couple of episodes ago where, um, you know, people just didn't dance and it, it is life. It's part of the thing. You have to just know how to evolve, know how you're going to go with the flow and, you know, just be experienced and be calm and cool and collected. Yeah. And, like while we're kind of on this topic real quick, I'm just going to give a little quick rant, something that kind of has been driving me nuts lately. Like one of the things that drives me nuts is the Instagram and the cell phones at the party so much because I was DJing Friday and it's Halloween and we didn't even get to talk about our weekends yet. So maybe we could talk about our weekends um, in a second. I was at the bar Friday and uh, it was rainy here. So um it was just an okay night. It wasn't like crazy slammed, but it was still busy and people were having a good time. And there's a group of girls. And anytime the cell phone came out, you know, they were like, woo, woo, best night ever. And then the cell phone would go away and they were just like, <laughs> like nothing, you know? And I'm like, wait, why can't you just be that excited to party all the time? Like all the time. And then it's like almost to the point where I feel where it's like, the party looks cooler on Instagram than it is in real life. And it's like, you're making like this fake persona of what you think has to be fun because you don't know how to have fun. So, you know, I actually have a great story for you to write on this topic as uh, one of, uh, one of my close friends, Megan, um, she, she's actually not on Instagram at all. And she catered a party uh, recently and she was tripping out because it was a younger, uh, younger party. And she was like going, why, why do they keep just filming it and acting like it's the greatest thing that ever happened? There's five people there and they're trying to get the, the most creative shot known to man, of you know, the, the food or them dancing or whatever. 
and she couldn't she couldn't wrap her head around it it was uh it is funny i mean live in the moment i don't know being being us old old cats <laughs> yeah the living in the moment thing is like i just feel like people like people it's almost like people don't know how to have fun just on their own like and you and i say this all the time when we're just hanging out like when we go out it's like sure we want to go out to like the busy bar and see djs play and have fun but like i could go to the bar that's got nobody in it as long as i'm with my couple friends and have just as good of a time you know just hanging out and being there so for anybody that's listening that isn't a dj just learn to let go sometimes put the phone away and i'm guilty of having the phone out but like i'm not sitting there you know acting like it's lit on the phone when <laughs> it's not lit at all or I, maybe i shouldn't even word it as that is i'm not having fun but i'm trying to make other people think that i am so bruh it's lit bruh yeah <laughs> dude you know what else we should talk about that that Facebook comment I left that guy on uh, Saturday while we were on the show. Yeah, he was, dude. He was Let trying to he was trying to dog me for uh, being from Ohio, like like that because I'm from Ohio that I am a terrible DJ and I don't know what I'm talking about. I want to be like, bro, the internet is everywhere, and these days we all DJ the same. Well, maybe you don't because if you think that, then you probably suck. But actually, to recap real quick, uh, Fuse's comment is um, <laughs> he the guy was sad about old tech. So old rain boxes, what's happening with the old rain boxes is, you know, rain has basically uh, been bought out by in music and they're just not updating those boxes. You know, it's they. It was a good run. It was fun while it lasted. So. It's time to move on to new tech. And, you know, that always comes back to updating your gear, knowing how to use your gear, knowing all that stuff. And I think. Um, yeah, I was trying it, to really it, just explain to the guy like, hey, man, like the SL3 box came out in 2009 and they're really kind of not functional anymore. I being somebody who invested a thousand dollars into an SL4 box, which is completely useless at this point and my thing is i get that we all play at these bars and we have played at bars where you know they don't want to invest in the gear and they don't want to invest in anything actually they just want to create a bar open it and milk as much money out of it as possible but you know places venues bars management everybody has to understand that you know if if you're the party, if they're investing in you to be and throw the party then they got to invest in the car, you know, the vessel that is, that is helping throw. I always explain, you know, the bar is like a car and the DJ is like the motor and like, you know, it needs a tune up every once in a while. It just doesn't run for 300,000 miles and you don't do anything. And you know, you got to, the car, you got to change some tires on the car and all that. But can you, uh, can you imagine a venue buys something? Let's, let's just even take it back a little bit. Right. Uh, tech has actually grown, right? So we're we're able yeah. to use new tech and this and this, and you you still use rain boxes. It is what it is. But imagine ten years prior to that, and they never updated to even having rain boxes, and you're basically going, "What do you mean you can't use the the CDJs? That's a rack mount CDJ with no wheels on it. No more. That that's exactly the point you're at." It doesn't work anymore. Period. End of story. We need you to buy something else. That's yeah. it. I'm not buying and another laptop. Venues. You have to. You have to pressure the venue 
or you could pay for it and you could tell them they could work it off. Either way, you got to start evolving and getting into it. It's not going to fix itself, you know. And then you're uh, trying then, to make your computer work around old technology. You're, you know, you're you're having to download older versions of Serato or downloading an older operating system, and you're just doing yourself a disservice by trying to do that by, you know, trying to use old technology in that sense. Because well, at some, I actually have a. Go ahead. No, yeah, sorry. Go. Oh, I was just no, going to say. I, I, <laughs> oh, we just want to talk over each other. Sorry, uh, who who was it that messaged us that was like, all they want to do is talk over each other? Oh, but go ahead, Drew. You you were going to say? No, I I have a venue. I, I'm just touching on that. Is a a venue that I play at, and the left CDJ doesn't work. It doesn't at all. So I I'm, I have to do instant doubles, and they're going to have a a big uh, headlining DJ come through, and. And I said, guys, you have to get this fixed. If he shows up and that CDJ doesn't work, he's going to walk out of this building. It, period. End of story. I, he's not going to try and make it work. He doesn't care enough. And, and they were looking at me like I was crazy. And I'm like, dude, if, if you're paying that much for him, one, just don't book him and buy a new fucking CDJ. Or... <laughs> <laughs> or get a new CDJ anyways and book him. Like, obviously, you're making the money to bring dude in because I know he's not cheap. So, yeah. yes, they have the money and they will pay for it. You just have to lean on him a little bit. Yeah, and, you know, it. you got to have a, a backup and you – you got to have options. If you're the guy that's sitting there playing at the spot and, you know, they're basically like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Well, if you don't have options, you know, then again, you're you're doing yourself a little bit of a disservice too. Uh, you know, having options as a DJ, being having things to fall back on is all something, you know, you need. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm fortunate right now who I work for and, what I where I play if there's a problem I just tell him and he gets it fixed and that's it, it's great to have that uh, because I've been in the situation before where I've been playing for spots where they don't want to upgrade any gear or buy any new gear and I've just had to hound them and hound them and hound them and hound them to finally they just got annoyed of me asking for it for that's why they bought it you know because I'm like hey we need this we need this we need this and that's that's what it was it wasn't the fact that they even needed the gears they were tired of me hearing me bitch about it so the squeaky wheel gets the oil so <laughs> let's uh let's end this this podcast by uh talking about some of the the big songs we had so all of our listeners love that so much it was halloween weekend uh, i know i did five events this weekend it was bonkers um fuse what were some of your big tracks i'm guessing <laughs> Dead Man's Party, uh, Monster Mash was probably the biggest one of the night, or what? You know, I, I, you know me, we we think the same, and it's like nobody wants to hear the Halloween music at the party. That's Dude, what we no one we wants say. to hear the Halloween. We should have talked about that on an earlier episode. Now that Halloween has come and gone, but remember this for next year: nobody wants to hear old ass Monster Mash at the party. They're not going to be like. Yes, I've been waiting all year to hear the monster mash while I'm slamming shots of tequila while taking videos on my phone, acting like this is so fun right now. 
<laughs> it was a graveyard smash. <laughs> but what I will say is Phrase made a dope edit of the a craze uh cherish do it to it um that i played and honestly i've been kind of sleeping on that song a little bit because uh, you know if anybody listens they've they've definitely heard me say that i play pretty like right down the middle right now and, and i'm not taking much chances but when i played that song friday with the little squid game intro that he made uh and then it came in dude that song got like a pop and i was like whoa I did not expect that. And, uh, you know, too, like I'm super guilty of listening to songs on my computer and then like not really playing them out because I just don't think they like have the punch. And of course, that's one that I was just sleeping on. I admit I've been sleeping on that track. And when I played it out for the first time, I was like, damn, this is cool. And it worked. So that that's one definitely off the, the top of my head. So, that quick, quick question. Would you still, I mean... I just finished Squid Game this weekend, and do that. One of my favorite shows to date. I mean, I I loved every minute of that 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 show. Um, would you still play that? I mean, is that is that like been allocated to only Halloween, or would you still play that? Um, I've got to admit, I'm probably not going to play the Squid Game intro, other than like Halloween. I. I don't know. I try to. I don't know. I'm weird. I think it's still stuff. work, dude. I think it. Can I don't, still I don't work. think it's. I don't even really think. I wouldn't even put that as a Halloween. I, it's scary, but I wouldn't put it as Halloween at all. Yeah, I was just. I think the show's hot right now, so I think it would work. And I wouldn't like if I was out and I heard somebody doing it. I wouldn't like discredit them because like they're playing a Squid Game while like I'd be like playing something like Game of Thrones while Game of Thrones was hot, you know. Or uh, I don't know. I didn't play anything Game of Thrones, but I'm, I'm just saying. Maybe if you had like a Game of Thrones version of a song that you liked. Don't know if any of those exist, but you know, whatever. Um. So that was uh, that one. What What else was big? I mean, you had a couple events this weekend. I uh, some clubs, some bars. I'm looking at my Serato as well. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna open up my history here real quick and see uh, what we got. Uh, well, while you're looking, I I I played at uh, Club Heat last night. Um, I did the middle slot, so you know I was trying to play it safe, but at the same time go go in and um, <clears throat> let's see. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm laughing about this, but I think one of my biggest songs tonight was uh, Eminem "Lose Yourself." Oh, I played just- that. Both nights this weekend too. Massive. It was so big. I mean, I could have turned the whole song off. They were singing along at every word. It was so big. Um, uh, let's see. Scooter did an amazing Alicia Keys No One uh, remix, and it's using the um, what 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 drums is that? Would you say? Oh, you know? it's uh. Is it like the Kevin Little? Uh, no, it's a uh oh oh yeah, Lumity. Yeah, yeah. Lumity. Yeah, dude, that remix. I, you know, it's it's so unexpected. I think, and it everyone sings along. So, shout out Scooter on that one. That was really big for me last night. Again, middle middle slot. So, you know, use eleven to twelve thirty. Um, I feel like, I mean, I didn't play really anything that 
uh, out of the box. I feel like this weekend, obviously, like the only Halloween song that I really play that I don't play any other night of the year is Thriller. I think we could probably both agree that we the play only Thriller. Halloween song, period. Yeah. Stop and playing other. <laughs> There's nothing else you need to play. How... Play it Thriller at 11.55 because it's close to midnight. So I did a wedding uh, on Saturday and my my big it was it was an interesting wedding in that um, a lot of old people and young people. So I was trying to find that middle ground was uh, a bit of a a little bit of a challenge. But I would say for me, uh, my biggest set DJs, I don't know how to tell you this, but the 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 pop punk it was mr brightside blink 182 fallout boy um ocean avenue into uh good charlotte anthem that entire set was hands down i mean you have to play it at the right time you're not opening up the dance floor with it but that set later on in the night to close it out was big and what I would say, how I knew that that set would go big was the best man, which was the groom's brother, was talking in his speech about how the groom used to be in a basically a Blink-182 cover band. It was his, his big thing. And DJs, take notes. You have to be taking notes during these uh, speeches. That was so big for me. I was like, okay, Blink-182 set. I did three back-to-back Blinks. And they were just, you know, the groom was on the dance floor just losing it. And it made the whole party go even more crazy. So um, just paying attention during those uh, speeches, the toasts was was really big for me. So and I think you could say, like, with even DJing and watching the room, like if you are playing a song and they react, you know, let's say back to like what Brian was saying, he played semi charm kind of life like. Chances are, if the room pops to that song, they're probably going to pop to some of those other, you know, alt alt rock songs from that time, like Blink One Eighty Two and The Killers and and stuff like that. So it's being aware of like, oh, this song was made in that kind of time, and if they kind of like that, they're probably going to like this. And you can do it with hip hop, you can do it with pop music, you can do it with you know house music, you could do it with anything. Like I've played parties. Uh, my friend throws a party here called. Uh, sunshine sessions and you know uh it's mainly like a uh it's mainly like a soulful house tech house kind of party and he was like adamant like no just play whatever you want play whatever you want so i like i made it when i went and played that party i i made a set of like stuff that i wanted to play and by about the first five songs in i was like all right this is not what's gonna work so i played another song and it was more of like a a jack and house kind of remix and it went off and i was like all right well i'll just play more of this kind of stuff and i did and for that the rest of that hour set it was great and it's just telling of you know you gotta watch the room and you gotta watch for the reactions more so than just sitting there picking songs you know you gotta think like if this is what's happening to that song it's going to happen for this one and this one. And I think those are, uh, that's good advice to any new DJ. That's, you know, it's not just the reaction you're paying attention to. Like you're paying attention to the reaction of why. Well, look, we're all, we're, we all like music, right? So just going in and going, Hey, play that funky music. White boy is a quote unquote <laughs> wedding classic. 
you don't have to play that song to have everybody pop off. I, you should know yourself as a music musician or just a fan of music. I never want to hear that song again in life. If I'm on the dance floor because I'm at a wedding, I still never ne need to hear that song ever again in my life, in lifetime. It it's always going to get skipped. So, just you know, take yourself into consideration. What what do you want to hear? I don't be abs like absurd about it, but you know, what do you want to hear? What's that middle road? What's what song that? not overplayed, not played out, not just because it's at this specific thing, but what could you play to really, um, you know, heighten the crowd and, you know, whatnot. So, Oh man, it kind of just makes me think of when we were at, um, we were at expo and we were at the club before, well, what, what we were at the dare in Atlantic city. And uh, I just want to give him a shout out because I was still am so, amazed by what he played and uh there was an opening dj and i don't really know who it was and he was like you could tell that he w was a little struggling playing to a room full of djs and then aiden scott went on and crushed that set i mean bro he was like i don't aiden. yeah he was like i don't consider myself a tastemaker and i was like you are though because he's gotten to the point where he's like i like all this and it's cool and it's danceable and i know it's danceable because i play it and i watch people dance to it and it was it was amazing it's he played like a lot of his uh his like funked stuff that he's been doing and uh i it that set was one of the best like if a dj was opening for me and that's how they played i would be like dude just keep playing because what you're doing is so awesome like and it was it was great and i think we, that goes we, we're sitting with like five different djs and i think all of us were look we're not paying attention we're we're like most people when you're at a bar you're talking you're just hanging out with other people um Every time the opening DJ before him, we, we just kept going like, what the fuck is dude playing? This doesn't even make sense right now. And then Aiden came on and just the flow and the vibe and the energy was, dude, I actually couldn't tell you one song you played. But yeah. The energy and the vibe was so, it just, it pushed the parties. Um, so anyways, shout out Aiden Scott. We'll have to have Aiden on here. Yeah, definitely, definitely have to have him on here. And uh, soon we're going to have Phrase on so he can talk to us about, you know, how he made the Squid Game edit and how he did the uh, the thought actually, process. Actually, let's let's replay the new theme song. Uh, you guys, <laughs> Phrase crushed this so much. I, I'm obsessed with it. Uh, I hope you guys like it. I think it will definitely make you want to listen to the show or not one of the two. Yeah. But you pick. <laughs> I mean, it just sounds
there it is. There you have it. We got a video coming out here. Uh, me and Fuse took a ton of amazing uh, pictures in downtown Cincinnati. Let's uh, shout our boy out. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah uh, uh, Chris from Twin Spires Photography. Uh, he he does tons of event uh, photography. And uh, Danny, the guy I work for um, at the bar at the club, he uses them for a lot of uh, different events and and stuff. And um, I'll be, But Chris shoots for, like, all the big venues here, too. So, like, uh, when Foo Fighters were in town, you know, he, he shot Foo Fighters and uh, the Killers and Kesha. And, you know, he's all these people are posting his pictures. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, uh, who else we got? Uh, we got a, a videographer uh, coming on the show. Uh, we have, uh, let's see who else um, we got phrase coming on. We have um, pre-owned Joni coming on with you guys. If you guys don't know him, you, you are missing out. Cause he does so many, so many awesome YouTube videos. Uh, we feature a lot of them on the direct music service blog. And not only um, is he great with YouTubing, he is a uh, insane DJ. I mean, he does, he could do it all. And he, he, he does when he performs, he does performance with like, he'll play guitar while he's DJing and it, it's, it's unreal. So if you're listening and you don't know who he is, we encourage you to, to check him out and, and because it's amazing. And he's a rep for uh, pioneer as well. So he is sponsored by pioneer DJ and um, that's going to be an interesting and great show uh, to listen to. So um, I think you that's going to any questions send, send them in. If you have any guests you want us to interview, send those uh, over also hit the yolo line 562246 yolo yeah and we we just like you guys we love discussing songs that are working for us so if you have a song that you think you're playing that you haven't played or that's just been crushing that you haven't you know you're like oh i kind of been bringing this one back and it's been working we would love to hear it so shoot us a message a dm on instagram send us a text or whatever we we like hearing from you guys just as much as you like hearing us discuss it or hit the yolo line yeah hit the yolo line and again we just please ask that you you rate and review the podcast and if you if even if you can't listen if you could download turn the downloads on that that helps um if you like watching on youtube please subscribe uh like the video comment uh, we're trying to grow our social media as well. So uh, any likes and shares of any of that, we, we really, really appreciate. And we just we just posted about uh, 10 of all of the conga line challenges. Shout out to all, everybody that sent in conga line challenges. Um, I'm not sure when this one's going to air, but we have a new challenge coming up, right? I, I think yeah. we're, still gonna, we're still working that one out. So, yeah, we're going to work spending- that one out. Keep sending the conga line challenge, and um, those are all live on the Instagram right now. Yeah, and again, you know, just anything you guys think that you want to hear discussed too. If you want, if you have an uh, an idea for us to talk about, or um, people that you would like to hear on the show too, uh, let us know. And I think that's going to wrap it up for today. So thank you guys, we appreciate you, and we'll see you next time. Peace.